the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network presents Vatican Insider with Joan Lewis. Each week, Joan brings you news from inside the Vatican and the church around the world, as well as interviews and answers to your questions. Now, here's the host of Vatican Insider, Joan Lewis. Welcome to a new edition of Vatican Insider on a weekend that in the Vatican features the swearing-in ceremony of new Swiss Guards, and the same day, May 6th, in London, marks the crowning of King Charles III. My guests in the interview segment, part two this weekend, are Swiss-Indian filmmaker and producer Kamal Musal and co-producer and actress Jacqueline Fritzi-Cornas, who portrays Mother Teresa in the film Mother Teresa and Me. This is a story about love and compassion, inspired by the life of Mother Teresa, a story about Teresa and Cavita, two women's lives, passionate and uncompromising, woven over generations by two intertwined stories. Both women achieved their vocation in spite of serious personal doubts. A story about life and death, dignity and deprivation. Riveting. And now, some of the top news stories of the week at the Vatican. Sunday, April 30th, was Pope Francis's third and final day in Budapest, Hungary, when he presided at Mass and the Regina Celi, met with Hungarians from the academic and cultural world, and had a meeting with journalists on the flight back to Rome. When he landed, he went to St. Mary Major Basilica to pray before the image he loves of Mary, Salus Populi Romani. Monday, May 1st, Labor Day in most of Europe, was a quiet day at the Vatican, but on Tuesday, May 2nd, the Vatican released the Pope's video with his prayer intention for the month of May, and this was for ecclesial movements and groups, which he says are a gift and a treasure in the Church. These movements renew the Church with their capacity for dialogue at the service of her evangelizing mission. He noted, too, that each group has its own unique charism, which allows them to demonstrate both the beauty and the novelty of the Gospel proclamation. Also Tuesday, Pope Francis sent a message on the occasion of the first meeting of the Scientific Committee of the Audiovisual Memories of Catholicism Foundation. MAC was set up to respond to the cultural urgency of the recovery, preservation, and valorization of the historical audiovisual heritage and the documentary heritage connected to it relating to Catholicism. Francis wrote, It seems significant to me that your institution proposes a vision and a method based on the sharing of heritage and the highest skills and resources at the service of the transmission of the audiovisual memory of Catholicism. He said he envisages a path that in the wake of John Paul II's motu proprio, La Cura Vigilantissima, could soon lead to the birth of an institution that would function as the central audiovisual archive of the Holy See and the entire Church. Wednesday, May 3rd. As is traditional at a general audience after an apostolic trip, Pope Francis dedicated his catechesis to his just-completed trip to Budapest, Hungary. He said, I encountered a courageous people, conscious of its deep Christian roots, and open to a future of hope. He said the nation's long history of holiness was crowned in the 20th century by the witness of many believers during the Nazi and communist persecutions. 
Budapest, a city of bridges, symbolizes the challenge facing Hungary and indeed all of Europe, he said, to continue to build bridges of solidarity and peace between peoples. There, I witnessed at first hand the humanitarian bridge created to welcome the numerous refugees from Ukraine. At the impressive mass that concluded my visit, I witnessed the vitality of the church in Hungary and its commitment to strengthening the bridges of fraternity that unite Christians of different rites and confessions. Metropolitan Anthony of Volokolamsk, the chairman of the Department for External Church Relations of the Moscow Patriarchate, was present at the general audience and afterwards greeted the Pope, pausing to speak cordially for a few moments. Thursday, May 4th, addressing participants in the sixth colloquium between the Dicastery for Interreligious Dialogue and the Royal Institute for Interfaith Studies, Pope Francis said the theme, Creative Commonalities Between Christianity and Islam, reflects how each of us is like the link in a long chain. Many people have preceded us on the beautiful and challenging road of encounter and friendship. Others will follow us as we hope and pray confirming that feeling of brotherhood that is the foundation of relations between people. He expressed his appreciation and gratitude to King Abdullah II of Jordan for his attention to the Christian communities, not only of his own country, but to those of the Middle East generally, particularly in times marked by conflict and violence. Also Thursday, the Vatican released a Pope Francis's video message to the world's youth, three months before Lisbon celebrates World Youth Day. He praised the excitement the young people must feel as they prepare to travel, saying, I can imagine the things you have on your mind, how you're going to make it happen, request your work or study permit, get what you need for your trip, so many concerns. He also acknowledged that taking part in World Youth Day is a beautiful thing, built on the hope of events that will unfold. Prepare yourselves with that enthusiasm, said the Pope. Have hope, because one grows a lot at an event like World Youth Day. Also Thursday, in his address to members of the Organization of Catholic Universities in Latin America and the Caribbean, the Pope reflected on the growing gap between the rich and the poor, and on the wounds that afflict his beloved Latin American continent. We need to form young people, he said, who are Catholic in the sense of universal, Francis said, we need minds, hearts, and hands that are able to go beyond the constrictions of ideology and speak the language of humanity. Inequality, social and economic crises, and ideological and political polarizations appear to plunge the continent into chaos, but that is where God operates in the most beautiful and creative ways. Friday, May 5th. Pope Francis addressed the members of the Pontifical Commission for the Protection of Minors. He encouraged them to persevere in their work despite difficulties and the unfounded impression that, quote, little is changing for the better. He said efforts to improve guidelines and standards for the conduct of clergy and religious to safeguard against sexual abuse in the Church must continue. Francis repeated that the sexual abuse crisis is particularly serious for the Church because it undermines her ability to fully embrace and bear witness to God's liberating presence. The failure to act properly and to halt this evil and to assist its victims has sullied our witness to God's love. 
Francis emphasized that the sins of omission, though they seem less real, are not less grave than the actual sins committed by abusers. Also Friday, speaking to pilgrims from the Italian diocese of Asti, where his ancestors hail from, Pope Francis says the love of Christ represents the most important bond of a Christian family. He began by recalling his visit to Asti last November. That day and a half I spent with you was a consolation, a moment of real human warmth. He said he remembered his stay in the northern Italian town, above all, as a time with family, understood in a broad sense. He had been able to spend time with his relatives, but also with the family of the local church and the civic community. Well, those are the top news stories of the week, but now stay tuned for my talk with the makers and stars of the film, Mother Teresa and Me. He is only one of four popes honored as the great. Matthew Bunsen and the Doctors of the Church. St. Leo I was pope at a time when Roman civilization was being overrun by barbarian armies. He stood as a light in the darkness and even saved the city of Rome from destruction by Attila and the Huns. Leo died in 461. To find out more, visit EWTN.com and click on Catholicism. How are you listening to EWTN Radio right now? Have you ever wished you could listen on a local radio station? Maybe our Lord is speaking to your heart to help make that happen. Don't let a lack of experience hold you back. Find out how you can help start a Catholic radio station where you live. Powered by the truth of the church and EWTN's dynamic radio programming. Email Steve at this address, radio at EWTN.com. Welcome back to Vatican Insider. Here's Joan Lewis. Thanks for joining me for part two of my conversation in Rome with Swiss Indian filmmaker and producer Kamal Musal and co-producer and actress Jacqueline Fritzi Kornas, who plays Mother Teresa in the film Mother Teresa and Me. This is a story about love and compassion inspired by the life of Mother Teresa, a story about Teresa and Kavita, two women's lives, passionate and uncompromising woven over generations by two intertwined stories. Both women achieved their vocation in spite of serious personal doubts. A story about life and death, dignity and deprivation. It's riveting. I ask them what inspired them to make this film. What did they know about Mother Teresa before they began? What did they learn as they studied her? And I asked, have your lives changed? How did the two of you uh, link up. Did you know each other before this film? You're an actress. Yes. yes. Um, no, we didn't know each other before. It was just a wonderful, wonderful coincidence. Um, I might, you know, go a little bit back and tell you how the the idea came up and how the vision was born. Absolutely. Um, I was in India the first time 13 years ago. And I had a wonderful chance to get to know some Bollywood studios. Uh, it's a really a different world. And on the way, I met for the first time in my life also very, very poor street children. And I was shocked to realize um, the lack of 
perspective in their lives. Um, was shocked about the misery um, they 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 live in, and I just decided in that very moment that I have to do something. And when I entered in the next film studio, there was a huge painting on Mother Teresa. So spontaneously, I asked this producer, "Have you ever thought of making a film about this woman who had the courage and the strength to?" get up every morning and, you know, face this misery and, and still um, go with it for, for years. He was fascinated about the idea, but he couldn't find money. So um, that's how the idea uh, grew up or the vision um, was born that we want to really make a film um, with donations and then, um, you know, give the whole revenues back to uh, poor people so they have the opportunity to get education and health care. Yeah, we were looking for a scriptwriter, for a filmmaker, and from three parts, actually, of the world, Kamal Musal was uh, recommended to us. And it was just wonderful, wonderful to um, develop the script with him and uh, to work with him as a director. Um, I really adore his creativity and his way of also leading actors and it was a process of course because it's not just any role um, to be Mother Teresa in a film. Of course. A lot of actors don't want to you know, be in biopics because it's too scary to be compared. Well someone who's a saint. <laughs> I mean, uh, she was called a saint in her lifetime. <laughs> And, and so someone who's a saint, you know, how do you want to be them? Uh, just to look at a contemporary film series, The Chosen, you know, the, uh, Jonathan Rumi who, who plays Jesus. I mean, how do you play? Do you even want to play Jesus? And, you know, with the two of you, I look at your relationship, I look at your background, your time in India and so forth. To me, anyway, that is seen in this film. I think anybody who wanted to do this story or this film, if they didn't know India, if they hadn't gone there, and I don't mean just a film, I don't think the same message would have been delivered. Mm -hmm. The profundity, the depth of, of that message. It has certainly taken a lot of time also. I mean, we did a lot of research for three oh, sure. years. Um, we have met a lot of people who have known Mata Teresa personally. Um, I worked with the sisters in Calcutta to really understand what right. they do. I was, uh, you know, in Skopje, visited her family. Uh, the cross I wear at the sari is from her family. They were Because her mother on and off plays exactly. a role. Because yeah. yeah, she was Al born in Albania, Mother yeah. Teresa, of course. Yeah. It's yeah. Uh, North Macedonia today. And um, I went to a monastery to really, you know, uh, feel the relationship and, and understand the relationship of a sister um, sure. to the suffering of Jesus Christ. Because we really wanted to actually um, show Mother Teresa as the human being, the woman behind the saint, with all her... Um, you know, feelings and emotions and her loneliness and... And her dark days of the soul, as it's been called. Yeah. As you as you referenced, Kamal, her feeling of having lost the faith. And, and of course, we have her father, Confessor, <clears throat> is such a huge role in the film, he has to be. The progress of her life from being a nun to wanting to found her own order to having it take two years for that permission to come about for her to work outside the convent. Um, because that 
was not allowed in her original order. And in her original order, she was working with well-to-do families, young teenagers who probably had no problems because they were the that wonderful part of society. And then she just catapulted her life herself into a totally different life. But now you who played that role, I'd, I'd like to ask you basically the same question that I asked, you know, Kamal, how, what did you know about her before the film? Or what did you learn in in the research and in the making of the film that would be different, you know? Well, I actually didn't know anything about her doubts before uh, oh. we did the research. Also didn't know that she has 5,000 sisters um, around the world today. So I, it's, it's amazing. I mean, she was an entrepreneur without any internet and back office oh, yeah. and business courses. Um, that's she had total I faith learned. in God. Yeah. He, he knew her needs. He was going to help her meet them. I learned through her that, you know, we as individuals are able to really make a change for the better, um, even if it has taken a long time to really make this vision come true. We believe that we can create more respect, tolerance and and love and inspire people to have their own visions even in times of troubles and doubts. So Absolutely. Um, Jacqueline, that's great. we can change a life. I've personally discovered this. We can change a life with a smile. We didn't know, or we may have come to learn, influence somebody on a day at a moment when only they knew that they needed a smile. And so she went well beyond smiles. Our gestures of charity towards the poorest of the poor and, and the dying, the scene in the movie where she gets very upset going back to a building because the steps are dirty. And, and you know, why weren't they clean? It's not for her. It's for any visitor. It's for the poor who might go up those stairs. The people who go up those stairs have human dignity. So we have to have clean and welcoming stairs for them. Um, maybe you, you can also tell a bit more that this character of Mother wasn't that simple. I think there was a complex person that was yes. not a nice person every day and that's what makes her human and interesting. Oh yeah, and yeah. I think in, in exactly in this scene, she was overwhelmed. She was so touched by the death of this Mita, who yes. um, uh, made suicide, and she was so angry with herself that she wasn't able to help her um, in her misery. So I think the scene and the cleaning actually was also kind of trying to it was get catharsis. over her own emotions. Yeah, you know? it was a catharsis yeah. for, for her, you know, in, yeah. in so many ways. Yeah. And I, I loved when we saw her firmness when she realized she needed a house, a home for the dying. And so, you know, we, all her connections at this one hospital and she goes <laughs> to the head of the hospital and this is what I need. And by the way, I'm not leaving till till I get yes. this, you know. And then he shows her this property that becomes this home for the dying. And, and here's what I took from that. I saw this home for the dying as a unifying thread in the whole story. So you go to the years when Mother Teresa finds, 
institutes this home for the dying and the care for the dying and the destitute. And then you fast forward to the future where we have Kavita, who her nanny, who has been volunteering for years at the home, it's a wonderful story, her um, nanny brings her there one day because Kavita, with this disappointment she's had in life, she comes from London and she's in uh, she's in India, and so she's brought to this home for the dying, uh, and you could see she really didn't want to be here, and she says it, uh, and then all of a sudden she's helping, and there's this young medical student, and all of a sudden days go by, weeks go by, and she's helping care for the dying in this institute. And, and that's where she learns the value of life, is through the dying. And so you know that you think you can guess the decision she's going to make because the whole film is about her decision. Do I keep this child I have inside me, you know, or do I abort? They were difficult to see, but I loved the scenes in the home for the dying and how that thread... That home founded by Mother Teresa for the dying gave a young girl who wasn't sure about human dignity and life changed her life. So that that was a brilliant storyline. I think, you know, like there is always like, uh, I mean, you don't have light without darkness. And also for this character of Mother Teresa, it is important for, for us in this film. And I think that's one reason the film is, rings true is that we don't, uh, apply, you know, the usual stereotype of the happy Mother Teresa, wonderful superheroine and everything, you know, we, we show that it is a, a human being that has done something exceptional, but not alone. Also, at the time when there was a, you know, a history of her role to play in the post-colonial uh, time in India, where she sure. was representing the, the great guilt of the white people having left this country, so there's a lot of things that were going together to, to, to create the famosity of, uh, of Mother Teresa. Um, but, it, but it should, you know, we try with the film to really uh, show two women, two characters, to, to see how the influence of Mother Teresa at the time has been today, could be today for a youngster who is not Christian, you know, for people who are not Absolutely. Christian, how that conveys... And I think that, that goes through. So I think that is also important in the scene of the stairs, you know, to say it's not like a, an, an imagination that she used to be a, f a very good person in every way. No, she wasn't very good in, in a lot of ways, but she was also an example in so many other ways. Yeah. You know, there was a scene where there was this religious group that wanted to burn down uh, the home for the, for the dying. And th this group was just so violent. You could feel it just in looking at their faces. And the one who was heading the group actually went in with this doctor and a, a police official. He said, they're here, they're trying to convert us, and we, they, we have to get them out of here. As he goes in, there's Mother Teresa kneeling by the bedside of a dying person whom she asks, suggests that he pray to the God that he believes in, and she said, I will pray to my God for your healing. And it's a silent prayer. It's, it's not a vocal prayer. And this man goes away very, very touched. And we see him again in the movie, which is a scene that really takes your breath away. 
Now, I want to ask each of you before we close, what do you want people, what do you hope people take away from this film when they see it? Well, I think it's 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 about in being inspired. I think it's about, you know, one thing is the effect we see in people is that they are touched and we are very happy that, you know, the emotion that was there in the beginning in the writing go through and through all we did together to get this emotion. It's you know, being perceived, but I think it's it's mainly a message of inspiration. You know, does it inspire people today? And you know, not only people who know Mother Teresa, because you know, for me, I'm not Christian, so I wanted to do a film that is not a Christian film, but a, a, a proper, deep human film with human value. Yes. Who, who of course talks about Mar- Mother Teresa? Who of course talks about religion, but it's beyond that. It's about this uh, inspiration, I think. And Jacqueline, you who gave us Mother Teresa in this film. What what do you hope people go away with? I think that um, the most important for me as an actress is that um, people can see Mother Teresa not just as the saint, the heroine, but also how much she suffered, how lonely she was, and how much strength um, she needed to really stay with and stuck with this her work and her dedication, um, it's its incredible. It was really uh, wonderful for me to, to discover this and it gave me a lot of strength during the 10 years of the fundraising phase, you know, to stuck with this vision sure. as well. So um, that's one part. And the other part is, as Kamal says, we would love to inspire people to live with more um, compassion, more love, um, independent of any religion. Awareness of the fellow man who might be living in poverty, living in destitution. Yeah. Also, we, we would love to have more tolerance in this world, more sure. uh, respect. Um, I think our world really needs um, more of all these. Hindu, Muslim, Christian, we all want the same thing. That is we love. do. That is love. This is one powerful, mesmerizing film. When uh, it's going to be shown, you can count on me to let you know when and where. But in the meantime, I hope you're so inspired by the conversations we've had today that you're going to put the film on your agenda as a must-see. So I want to thank my guest, Kamal. Thank you so much. God bless you in your work. Thank you very much. And Jacqueline, Mother Teresa, Thank you. Merci bien. Thank you so much. It was really a pleasure. Oh, it was a joy. It's an honor for me to be here with you and be equally inspired by your work as I was by the original Mother Teresa. So God bless you and safe travels and hope to see you again in Rome or at a film premiere. For more information on these stories or to check out Joan's blog and to ask her a question, Go to EWTN.com. That's EWTN.com. Thanks for listening to Vatican Insider on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network.